0: This, this is, is the Expedition Podcast. It's a journey, y'all. Of
1: this. You want to start over? <laughs> no. No. Always hold a special place in my heart. Onward, how? <laughs> True. No. <laughs> You're right. The romance is dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> On an expedition to discover. On
1: expedition to
2: all right welcome back to episode
0: two of the expedition podcast
2: it's
1: a journey (laughs) y'all
2: uh we have just finished chapters 11 through 20 of midnight sun that is the fourth installment of stephanie meyer's twilight no fifth installment right Mm
1: -hmm.
2: how many books has she written
1: (laughs) well she wrote like an alien series too
2: Well, we're not counting that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no alien series. Just the Twilight. That's
2: interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. The fifth installment of uh, Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Universe. It is Twilight from the original book from the perspective of Edward Cullen, the uh, main protagonist vampire. Guys, verdicts? So
0: boring. I was, was so boring. It was It was very hard.
1: <laughs> okay. I kind of liked it. I am willing to suspend all the belief necessary for a good love story. And some of the cheesy stuff he was saying <laughs> and like describing the way he felt took me right back to falling in love. You know what I mean?
0: I 100% <laughs> agree with you. Okay.
1: Some of I liked
0: the mundane like, every day, talking, getting to know each other. But we need three chapters of it? So, yeah. See, <laughs> there's <scenario's> my problem. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded one long chapter of all the getting to know. There was one long chapter. No, I know there was, but I'm saying... If it we was could so have taken, long. If we could have taken those three chapters where they do the same thing over and over and over again... And put it into one. I would have been content with that. <laughs> also, I'm tired of him being concerned about whether he's going to scare off Bella with his sparkly body. Okay, I can't. It's okay. enough. Okay, I'm we over have to it. wait. We
2: we have to build up to that. I know. That is I'm a sorry. Ridiculous. Okay, I'm,
0: I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I apologize.
2: <laughs> okay, I will say some of the highlights of these couple chapters is that uh, we got some answers. Do y'all remember all the questions we had last time mm-hmm. about like, why were they in high school?
0: Why did this? We actually got answers. Did y'all did y'all catch those? Yeah.
1: And even about the family's backstories.
0: Yes. But the answer about the high school was dumb.
2: I agree with you, Nat. That was dumb. <laughs> Basically, they uh, go to high school because they want to be able to live in the same place for like five years. And then they stay there and then they go to high school. And then they're done. And then they get married, and then they leave. It's dumb. It's stupid. Okay,
1: (laughs) while we're talking about high school, I just have to say, like, what kind of school has classes for an hour long apiece? And they get an hour lunch. I would kill for an hour lunch. And all they do is talk the whole class. Like, Like, who are their teachers and what are they doing? I need to go work there.
0: (laughs) Also, how do the Cullens just get to skip school all the time? I think I infected you guys with my deep like Yeah, you <laughs> y'all are thinking too detailed.
2: <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um like I like I said when we started this whole little section, um, we had just finished this big reveal of that Edward was a vampire, right? Yes. Chapter 10, they have this lovely conversation that is so casual that Edward is a vampire. And Bella's like, that's fine, I don't care. And then it goes straight into chapter eleven. They go back to high school like a normal day, and nothing's happened. But then they do this cute little like back and forth of like I'm going to ask you questions, and this is my day, okay? Which is
1: so high school.
2: It is so high
1: school. It's so high school. It's it reminded me of passing notes. It did. It did, man. It- yeah, yes, no. that's a
2: good. Yes, it did.
0: Lauren, I did write. I did write a comment about. Oh, I love the twenty questions game. This is so fun. It is.
2: I mean, I, I guess Stephanie knew what she was talking about because that's ser- seriously something I did with guys all the time. Yeah,
0: you've even told me to do that with guys. So
2: yeah, it's a it was
1: perfect teenage flirting mechanism. So spot on. Okay, some of Bella's answers were just like eye roll. I mean, she is setting herself up to just be this total <laughs> right? enigma. Who the heck? Likes black licorice and sour Ew, patch kids is her exactly. favorite candy. And whose favorite color is brown? Like no way. Well, she said it. She said it changes because of Edward's eyes. <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> <laughs> my
2: mm. god. Yeah, she she does start to get a little bit of a spunky personality though, which I appreciate. Like this whole kind of. Uh, She's she's really interested in vampires, like uh, straight up. She knows he's a vampire now, so she's gonna like test his limits. And when she forces him to eat food, she he eats a pizza, a piece of pizza. Oh my gosh, it's like slimy and repulsive. He says, and it like moved. He could feel it move down his throat. And I'm like, this is disgusting. <laughs> it is.
1: And I had never thought about that before. But where would that food go? Because he mentions having to, like, throw it back up or whatever. Yeah, that's what he says.
0: Yeah, he's that's like, so I'm going to have to throw this back up later.
2: <laughs> that's what I was wondering this whole time. Like, when we started this book at the beginning, I was like, D- do vampires poop? Like, if they have to fake eating, <laughs> what do they have? What happens? But we find out later on, like, in chapter something, I don't remember, uh, towards the end, we find out that their cells are so... This in, uh, Back to my... Original questioning back in episode one, where I'm talking about vampire physiology, their cells are so close together that they can't absorb anything but blood. Yeah, and that's why he has to throw it up. And I'm like, that is very specific and world building details that I appreciate. So well done, well done, Stephanie. I I'm on board.
1: Well, see, this was after her alien book, so I guess she got some practice. Oh. <laughs> And like otherworldly body stuff, I will say I will say that
0: I that I do appreciate um, the her diving in a little deeper onto or into uh, Bella and Edward's compatibility because I feel like in the books and in the movies and everything they kind of talk casually but not really, mm-hmm. and I feel like she gave us a little bit more insight on how they get along or the things that they have the same the interests with each other and also you know getting into more of like the backstory of all the Cullens and and you know finally hearing some of Carlisle's backstory because I mean we get a little bit of it but oh this my god give more me a in Carlisle depth. book that's what I'm saying give Carlisle. me a Carlisle book right now Carlisle is the most interesting out of all of them
1: okay
2: Oh my God. Okay. I, um, so th- that's how this first section started, where it's like this back and forth game between Edward and Bella where they talk about, uh, each other. And that's kind of it. Basically, through 11 through, um, like 15, they're just kind of going back and forth. Uh, there is a portion in one of these chapters, chapter 12, complications, where Edward, at the very beginning, uh, it, Edward is has been looking for a gift to give one of Bella's friends, Angela, because Angela, apparently, according to him, I love this part, is the best ever. And she's very nice to Bella and she likes Bella. And uh, this there's a portion in this story. There was a very specific line that made me wheeze, cough, choke, laugh, and walk away because I was dying about what this particular line implicated. Oh
0: my goodness.
2: So Edward is trying to give... Here's what I want. uh, uh, We'll give context real quick. And I want you to guess what, if y'all can, guess what the line is. Edward's trying to give Angela a gift. He decides that the gift he's going to give is that he's going to drop seeds to this boy that Angela has a crush on so that this boy will ask her out and they will be happy. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the line that made me lose it in this particular time?
0: I really... Well, he says
1: something like... The I don't think this is it, but it it cracked me up a little. He says that um, the other kids in school would expect him not to know their names. (laughs) Yeah, that is funny. You know, because he's like, oh, some guy named Ben. The the town's tiny. There's probably like 100 kids in their class.
2: They should all know each other, right? I know. (laughs) Okay, no, here's... (laughs) I'm so happy y'all didn't recognize this because I want to get y'all's true reaction. Here we go. So... Edward has decided he's going to plant these seeds in this his name's Ben, right? The kid's the kid's yes. name is Ben and Ben uh, to ask Angela out. So he corners Emmett on the way to the same class that him and Emmett have with Ben. He tells Emmett, "Here is my plan. I need to or here I need a favor from you." And Emmett goes, "Oh god, what do you need now?" And he says, "I stopped walking and caught Emmett's arm. Hold on a second. Emmet in his mind says, "What's up, Edward? I know I don't deserve it, but what would but would you do me a favor anyway?" Emmett, what favor? He asked, curious. Here we go. <laughs> under, under my breath, and at a speed that would have made the words incomprehensible to a human, I explained to him what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) That's what that had to have sounded like. (laughs) (laughs) Explain to me what that particular situation would have sounded like,
0: right? Some fast, fast vampire whispering, (laughs) I guess. Exactly. (laughs) Probably. Just a bunch of... I lost it just a bunch of fast whispering noises pretty much
2: at a speed which would have made it incomprehensible to human.
0: I don't think anyone else would have been able to hear it then right he
2: didn't say he didn't say at at a level that humans couldn't register he said at a speed that would make it incomprehensible and under his breath so it literally was. You're creeping me out. Like that's <laughs> that is
0: what just happened. Can oh you God. even
1: imagine?
0: <laughs> I can see Lauren walking past that conversation and going,
1: what? What was that? Lauren would totally be the one, you're a vampire. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Are they
1: vampires? I started crying. I was laughing
0: so hard. <laughs> I'm that must be I vampire can't. whispering
1: absolutely
2: it's so funny it's so funny i know she didn't mean it and it's so nothing that's not a thing at all but like what the (laughs) hell
0: (laughs) well obviously it worked on you girl i don't
1: think that's what she meant gotta breathe i can't breathe so my favorite part about that little episode is that edward was Doing something nice for somebody else, and remember last week when we talked about the the human versus humanity situation? Yeah, he's slowly gaining more and more of his humanity, and talking about how he wants to be human with Bella more than anything else. And that's that's yeah. part of the beginning of how this is going. He's doing something nice for them.
2: Oh man, I, I'm still recovering. Sorry. Take <laughs> yes, the deep <indeed>, breaths, girl. <laughs> It's the most insane thing of all of their vampire powers. Ooh, anyway. Okay, got it. I have to leave that because I'm going to, I'll keep talking about that for forever. <laughs> um,. <laughs> <laughs> I do like at the end of this chapter 12, um, and I know we're not meaning to go chapter by chapter, but there are little funny things in here. In chapter 12, when uh, ever whenever uh, Bella and uh, Edward are walking out of school to go uh, drive home, uh, there's a group of boys apparently going crazy over the car that rosalie had driven to school oh, yeah. that day mm-hmm. and I, it literally just sounded like stephanie just just googled a bunch of card
1: terms and this <laughs> sounded so weird i'm <laughs> so like not she probably did well i barely natural, read that part because i don't know um, those card terms so it worked on me <laughs> I'm her me demographic.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah no i just so funny. i just knew that um I just remembered Edward talking or telling Bella how Rosalie probably must love this because she's getting all the attention. That's about.
1: And it. I think it's cool that she shares uh, his love of cars.
2: I do like that. That's very sweet. Uh, that because they're the first, basically the first siblings of the family. They're kind of the oldest too, and I think it's very sweet that the that's the thing that they can they should be able to bond over.
1: We got a lot of information about Rosalie in these chapters. For example, I didn't know that she was created to be his mate.
0: Y'all didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Um, that's something brand new. <gasps> really?
1: Yeah.
2: That was revealed in like what chapter seventeen in that long confessions chapter. Um, so that they she was so it had been it had been uh, Carlisle, Esme, and Edward for a really long time, and then Carlisle had end up turning Rosalie. Mm-hmm and thought that Rosalie could be for Edward what Esme was for Carlisle, right? But it obvious it it didn't work out. Yes. And so they they started off bad from the get-go.
0: They also talked about um how Rosalie and Emmett met for the first time. Uh, Rosalie was <gasps> the was one That was
1: amazing.
0: That saved Emmett. Yeah, that was new. We didn't we never knew really um how they they both came to be
1: It's incredible that she had such an intense connection with this dying human that instead of eating him when she smelled all that blood, she took him to be saved. So there's something about, I know werewolves imprint, but there's something about vampires like connecting with their soulmates and needing that person.
2: It was amazing. I was so happy we got that story because I loved it. Because I love Emmett. I think he's like... A basically himbo, which is super popular right now. You know, like the himbo archetype.
1: I don't know what that is. I've
0: never heard of that,
2: <laughs> Lauren. We're not cool enough. <laughs> no, it's like he's no, like we're just not. A, he's a, as is a so it hit. Okay, you know what a bimbo is, right?
1: Oh, a himbo oh, like a lovable okay. Dumbo. Okay, right, it's right, a right, himbo,
2: right, right. A, a boy Dumbo. And Edmund's basically a himbo, and I think it's very sweet, like that their their relationship was started from Rosalie taking this very decisive action and exhibiting probably way more self control than Edward is ever going to have to exhibit because he was full on bleeding out blood mm-hmm. all over. She could have easily devoured him, Finished but him off. she didn't. And you know what? That's just a little bit of women's power right there for you, I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was awesome that they were able to flesh out. I mean, I again, I have no context for this. So honestly, all of
0: those bits and pieces of the vampire history, by far the best. Oh, yeah. most Interesting yeah. things. Yeah. When we learn new information about the characters, it's nice. But dang. Does Edward think too much?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> he needs to so just bad. let some
0: things go. Like, okay, I have to talk. Him Him constantly complaining and worrying about whether or not Ella, Bella, Bella is going to run away from him from his sparkling body.
2: Oh, God. Okay. Let's <laughs> I get cannot, into this part. Okay. Let's get into this part.
0: I'm, I'm done. I can't hear him talk about it anymore. I can't hear him stress about it anymore. It's just like, just take your shirt off and show your body off and get it over with. Like I've had it.
2: So he starts worrying about this, specifically the sparkly skin in chapter 11, right? The very, the very first mention he has of it is he, she has, she'll have to endure the, he'll have to endure Bella's horror and disgust at revealing that he sparkles basically yes those are and that's line not he didn't say sparkles but that's line for line that Bella will have to endure and uh, or he'll have to endure Bella's horror and disgust and he keeps talking about it for 11 chapter 11 chapter 12 chapter 13 chapter 14 chapter 15 chapter 16 and finally in chapter 17 we get to the meadow scene where he reveals himself to be a sparkly skin
0: monster and that's it <laughs> And she's so into it. She's just like, oh my, oh my God, you're beautiful.
1: Even is she, concerned he's... about it,
0: like picking his outfit.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, shout out to my girl, Alice. Um, She's always been one of my favorite characters of the Twilight series. And it was a reveal in this book that she also picks out all their clothes to be fashionable. And she puts a lot of thought into it. So, like, they can't wear dark colors so they don't looks super, super pale. And she even goes as far as to picture them wearing that in the future to make sure it looks good. I thought that was just such a precious detail. I love it. It's so cute. Oh my cute. God, I love
0: Alice so much. I wrote multiple times. I love Alice. I just really love Alice. Alice is the best. I love Alice. I want, a,
2: I want an Alice book.
0: I need a Carlisle. I need just, can we just have like leave Edward and Bella and just have like a, a Cullen spinoff?
2: oh my god so much so please get leave them alone i don't like them
0: anyway okay so there was a point
2: in time when he finally got to when we got to the field uh bella had and edward drove out to this field that edward tends to go to to like relax or you know meditate whatever he does and he has been terrified for this past six chapters that she's going to freak out and about his sparkly skin and he finally reveals himself in the sunlight and he looks like a man on fire and she is in awe and he goes you aren't repulsed by my flagrant lack of humanity and i'm like dude people literally hate nothing more than other people like that is what humanity hates humanity so uh, yes otherworldly things are beautiful
0: no boy, you look like diamonds. I want to put you on a ring and wear you.
2: And it's like he describes it. It's like rainbow and beautiful and gorgeous. And I can't. I'm like, I don't think this. I don't know, Brianna. Give us a literary opinion on this because I don't understand why she wrote it like this. It's too much.
1: I mean, she's just drilling it into our heads that he hates himself, <laughs> like. He sees himself as the opposite of that humanity. So that's why he already feels like that disgusting piece of garbage. You know, like he he doesn't see outside of himself, obviously. That's why he has such an intense inner monologue.
2: It is so intense. It's so intense to the point of not being believable. That's the
0: problem. It's gotten to the point where it's just... I had to skip some things where cuz it was just the same thing over and over and over and over again and I'm just like I'm done. I can't. I can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah. If if you look at the words on the page, like do you see how there is hardly any white space? Yes. That's a big no-no. <laughs> People don't like that. No, I I mean I
0: literally where where is it? Um, I wrote down, I really wish that there could be more dialogue.
1: And see, for me, the dialogue was getting too much because she wasn't describing at all times, like, who was saying what. So I would get confused and have to backtrack. Wait, who said that?
2: Yes, it was very, very hard to follow who was talking. Very hard. Uh... I'm very disappointed about, so my predictions last episode were that we were going to be able to meet the doggies and hang out with the werewolves. You get a snippet of it. It's so tiny. I'm so, it's only in chapter 13. And it's just like this very brief, I will say sweet interaction. Edward thinks Jacob is pure Mm -hmm. and he has a restful mind and he's very good. And I'm like, oh my gosh,
1: lovely. And then that's it. Just skip and read New Moon and then you can have Jacob. I don't want to (laughs) I can't. They all said that was a bad one. Yeah, but that's the one that covers the most werewolf stuff. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh gosh. I was so disappointed.
2: I wanted more werewolves. So I didn't even go into like I didn't even research any sort of werewolf vampire history because we didn't we we got literally Four paragraphs.
0: That was it.
1: We probably <laughs> yeah. won't get a whole lot more of this book.
0: Probably not, no. Ugh, bummer. It's just going to be Edward thinking the whole entire time.
1: Bummer.
0: Okay, is it just me? Or am I the only one that doesn't get the pomegranate reference?
1: Oh, that's a story from mythology. I gotcha. So, um, there was a beautiful lady named Persephone... And she was going to get married, and Hades noticed her from afar and decided, you know what, she's so beautiful, I'm going to take her down to the underworld and make her my wife. So she goes down to the underworld, and he's got this giant feast laid out for her, and she was trying not to eat anything, but she saw a pomegranate that looked really tasty, and she decided to start taking some of those seeds and... Because of that, she was linked Mm. to the underworld. So then she had to stay in the underworld as many months of the year as um, pomegranate seeds that she ate. So that's why spring and winter are at odds. When she's above ground, her mother, the earth goddess, is happy, so it's spring.
0: So I knew knew that story, but I had no idea that pomegranates were in it at all.
2: (laughs) So he mentions this a lot. In this
0: chapter, in this,
2: he mentioned constantly Pamela in chapter 17, where they are in the meadow and he finally
0: reveals himself to be sparkly skinned. Also, in chapter 17, even though it's incredibly long, we get their first kiss finally.
1: That was so bad. (laughs) That's right.
0: It was so bad.
2: (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay, so at the end of this ridiculously, insanely long chapter, which nothing happens in. Again, nothing happens it, it 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 covers almost eighty something plus pages in the book, and it's a an hour and forty five minutes in the audiobook, the longest what? chapter of the whole book and yeah, it's it's ridiculous. it felt long reading uh, it <laughs> so finally, at the end of it. <laughs> Bella and Edward Be- Bella jumped on Edward's back to have a piggyback ride to get back to her car to get out of the meadow and she is so overwhelmed and while they're doing this piggyback ride while he's running over 5 miles from the from the meadow to her car he realizes he should have kissed her <laughs> before he did this. And so they arrive at the truck and she's all like sick and queasy. And that's when he decides to give her a kiss because <laughs> he, he messed up and didn't kiss her beforehand.
0: Yeah, when you could like, have done oh, it God. in the cute meadow with your glittering body, you decided to do it when she's about to vom <laughs> on you by her truck. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. A teenage
1: boy. Like, that's a teenage boy choice. And I think it's very precious that he has never experienced anything like this in his hundred and whatever years.
0: Also, Edward was trying so hard to hold back and like not kill her. And Bella's just like wants to make out. <laughs> and he's like, um, ma'am, I'm trying to like not eat you and like drink all your blood. And you just want to like French kiss. Which, okay, okay. So this brings me on to
2: my next topic of conversation. And I don't know how much y'all know about any of this, but like, so Stephanie Meyer's Mormon, right? Uh, and okay. she, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't she is, she's Mormon. <laughs> So, so that's a that's a weird thing that I've kind of felt, and I was wondering how this was going to play out. But like, I felt like the weird purity culture Mormonism kind of thing pushed its way into it, where it's like the woman's trying to push forward with her sexuality, but the man's like, "No, I am going to be the chivalrous one and tell us to stop." But the woman's the dixon that's going to try to keep going and like this weird kind of strange sexual thing we can't have sex because i'm gonna hurt you like i don't know i maybe it's because i i I knew she was mormon beforehand and i knew kind of this like weird purity culture that existed but i was like this is a lot of overkill
1: you know i totally i forgot that she was mormon It's been so long since I've thought about the Twilight universe, you know? But thinking back to all the strange (laughs) commentary that Edward would make on Bella's choice of clothing, I can definitely see that. Like, who says Mm -hmm. a little blue blouse is that appealing that he just wants to, like, tear it off of her? (laughs) And he'd rather her wear big baggy sweaters? (laughs) Like, she's still wearing clothes. um, It's okay. There's a lot
0: of... There's so much, like built-up tension of just like holding hands and touching her cheek, and like I wrote down very church kid. I wrote down so much slow, careful touching.
1: (laughs) But this is the reason that I feel okay having it on my library shelf for sixth graders with the orange dot. You know, because the only part it very gets it gets graphic is the last book of the main twilight series that's the only time i think that actual sex is ever mentioned
0: yeah so Mm -hmm. i don't feel
1: that bad knowing that i'm letting 12 year olds read it with parent permission
0: no yeah i totally get that but as a 30 year old woman (laughs) (laughs) it's boring
2: but although i will say there were mentions of shackles and then the way that he like put his hand down the small of her back and like held her wrist and i go oh this is where 50 shades of gray came from (laughs) i mean there are hints there are hints of it it's this mm -hmm, super suppressed repressed like sexual tension that comes from this mainstream conservative purity culture and it showed up hardcore in these like couple of chapters where they're talking about how what's the limit what's the line of like intimacy Mm -hmm.
1: and i was like okay i can't i get where 50 shades came from yeah maybe that's why this book has appealed to so many like middle class suburban housewives because they can get into the romance and love it (laughs) while not feeling dirty You know, like, they can let their daughters read it.
0: (laughs) True. Very true. Because
1: when you look at those old pics of Twilight premieres, that is the main demographic of people freaking out.
0: Yeah.
2: And you know what? Sometimes we need our things. So, it's fine. (laughs)
1: Yeah. There's nothing Mm -hmm.
0: wrong with with building up, like, sexy hand-holding or caressing your cheek or... I mean, all those, uh, to be honest, all those things are very sweet. And when you're younger, you want to be touched on the cheek by a boy. You want to have your hand held. You want to, you know, all these things to make, you know, as Edward talks about saying how stupid butterflies are. But I mean, that's, that's, you know, it's a thing. Like he, when I was, I wanted someone to tell me, you know, i want to hold your hand or or caress my you know cheekbone jawline the jawline jaw he's always in their jawline yeah and it's just like this very soft caressing and tension build up and where is he going to touch me is he going to touch me like all these all so i mean yeah that's exactly I, I get the it. frame of
1: mind that made <laughs> me enjoy these chapters so much cuz i could put myself right back into that situation where every little tiny touch feels amazing, you know, and just those yeah. those feelings mm-hmm. of falling in love—it's really special.
2: It is. It's like when you're in the dark and your pinkies is. touch. Mm-hmm. I, I that's
0: I wrote. Listen, I wrote I wrote that a lot. Them, I know we talk about them getting, um, you know, the chapters being boring or droning out. But like people getting to know each other and having an attraction and a love and uh, eagerness. To find out everything about that person, it's cute. It's enduring. It's it's lovely to li- to read and to listen to and to watch. I mean, that's the things that, you know, we crave. I mean, us as women. And, you know, we fantasize about having these little moments with someone that we're really into.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, speaking of this romance uh, thing that we got going on, uh, I... <laughs> I want y'all to give me your opinion because I feel like this particular part, we're in chapter 15 called Probability. Now, Edward is, this is all, most of this chapter is all flashback into Edward's like beginning infant stage when he was just turned to a vampire.
0: You little baby.
2: I believe, I believe that this portion spawned a lot of fan fiction. I don't know, but I'm curious if anyone knows out there how much fan fiction was started based on this chap, this particular portion alone. Cause when I was reading it, I was like, Oh dear. So Edward had just finally been turned. He'd gone out to tell, like to show Carlisle that he wasn't going to kill anybody. And it says it was my second Christmas holiday as an immortal though. It, It was the first year I appreciated the change of seasons. The year before, I had been too racked with the newborn frenzy to be aware of much else. I knew that Carlyle worried privately about what I would miss. All the family and friends I had known in my human years. All the traditions that had brightened the gloomy weather. He needn't have worried. The wreaths and the candles, the music and the gatherings. None of it seemed to apply to me. I looked at it from what seemed an impossible distance. He sent me out one evening about mid- way through our week to take a stroll alone for the first time i took my assignment very seriously and and did all i could to appear as human as possible bundling myself into thick layers of clothes pretending i felt cold once outside i kept my body rigid against every temptation my movements slow and deliberate i passed a few men headed home from the icy docks no one addressed me but i did not go out of my way to avoid contact i thought of my future life when I would be as controlled and at ease as Carlyle, I, and I imagined a million strolls like this one. Carlyle had put his life on hold to deal with me, but I was determined that I would soon be an asset to him rather than a burden. I was quite proud of myself as I returned to our room, shaking the snow off my wool cap. Carlyle would be anxious for my report, and I was keen to give it to him. I had not been so difficult after all, Going out among them with only my own will for my protection, and I intended <laughs> and I pretended nonchalance as I strolled through the door, only belated, no- noticing the strong scent of resin. I'd been preparing to amaze Carlyle with my ease of my success, but he was waiting to surprise me. The beds were carefully stacked in the corner, and the wobbly desk shoved behind the door to make room for a fir tree tall enough to brush the ceiling with the highest branch. The needles were wet, dustings of snow still visible in places. So quickly had he melted the candle stubs to the ends of the branches. They were all aglow, reflecting warm and yellow against his Carlyle's smooth cheek. He smiled wily, widely. "'Merry Christmas, Edward.'
1: Why are you gonna be like that? Why are you? Have to, why are you reading it like that? I didn't think it was weird until you made you're, it weird, Lauren.
0: You're okay. First off, you're ruining a very sweet moment that Carlyle was doing for Edward. Okay, with your weird voice change, I don't know what's going on. Carly was doing something sweet for Edward for his son they're not father and son to, to make him feel at home and more human and you're ruining it
1: no you're right i bet that has got some people's gears turning
2: <laughs> exactly you can't tell me that that didn't inspire hundreds of fanfics
1: oh <laughs> Bella. i
2: mean <laughs> i'm just saying that that scene was intimate.
0: <laughs> I can't stand Damn. it. How you talked at the end.
2: <laughs> so nasty.
0: I can't, I can't hear you say it like that. It's so like sexual sounding. And I'm just like, no.
2: Oh, geez. You can't tell me there aren't gay vampires. Oh, my god. <laughs> and then they, talk about, then they talk about stringing popcorn together for the tree.
0: I mean... <laughs> Just cute, just cute couple holiday things. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Um, speaking of Carlisle, do you want to get into his backstory? Because I really enjoyed, well, first off, Edward gave us a little bit of his backstory, but then they went into his office and I thought it was really cool that Carlyle had a whole entire wall dedicated to pieces of art from different time periods that he used to remind him of his history and where he came from and the different parts of his life. Um, and I thought that was really cool um, that he used it that way.
2: Agree. I love that. Yeah, so. Carlyle's
1: the coolest vampire.
0: He really is.
1: And I loved hearing about him from Edward's perspective and just well until Lauren wrote it. (laughs) The amount of respect he has for him and how he called him like the most human vampire, Mm -hmm. essentially. He's got such a strong connection to humanity and I think that's something that Edward aspires to. Yeah, Yeah, it was
2: beautiful. I love absolutely adore Carlisle. I he's my favorite next to Alice. I think him and Alice are the most interesting. I want their own story. Uh, the fact that Carlisle was 362 years old Insane. and it, he he was born in London in the 1640s and he didn't turn anyone for a companion. He didn't find a companion or look for until Edward in 19, you know, early 1900s. So he was alone for so long and still so... Uh, dedicated to being good. I'm. I'm like, why? Why don't we know his story? I want his book. Like, yeah. that's what I want to know. Yeah, she was and- so good at writing the history of all of these other vampires, like glimpses of them, and it was so interesting. And it was, t- it was ways that I had never heard of vampires being talked about before. And then, and, but, but why? But we're focusing on this love story, and I'm just like, ugh, I can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and poor Alice, she just gets like a, oh, Alice doesn't remember her life before she became a vampire, so there's no, like, history on Alice. Oh my and I'm gosh, just like, I want to know her story so Why bad. Not? You know, yeah. I she's so interesting and fascinating that Stephanie Meyer can't literally come, she can't come up with anything. I mean, Alice can see everyone's future and and things, you know, different she can't see hers
2: well she can't see her past
1: the part where alice meets the family yes. and edward comes up and he at first she's like oh who's this but then as soon as he like reads yes. her mind and sees the connection they have it was so hard i know i love that alice just saw so like
0: everyone and she just made her way and be like look this is what's gonna happen so here i am <laughs> It was so good.
2: It it, ju- it just reinforced, and again, I'm giving Stephanie Meyer her props. It reinforced the way that Edward and Alice interact with their powers, with like the, just the the relationship they have. I absolutely adore the two of them together. I think it is incredible, and I love that we got more of Jasper's like interact, like the way that he works his powers. Mm-hmm. That was so cool that he was. He walked in whenever Bella showed up at their house with Edward and was able to give this, like, you know, atmosphere of calm and cool- coolness and everyone was fine. I loved it. I absolutely adored it. And
1: we learned that he can, like, sense the feelings of other people, too, because he talked uh, Edward talked about how Jasper was feeling high off of the bliss <gasps> yeah. that he and Bella were experiencing. Yeah. That was new to this. I didn't know that, that that was a thing. I thought he could just project his feelings on others.
2: Yeah, and I also love it that whenever Jasper's thinking about him and Alice, the whole household feels good and calm. Yeah, that was so Yay. adorable. Aww. I love it. I, I, the, okay. I'm just saying, like the the better couples are not Edward and Mella. It is all the other ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
2: agree. Uh, so that's that's kind of what we were what we read through we got through we got through the main gist of like getting to know who the vampires are and what's going on with the Cullen family how they became the Cullen family
0: and all of that stuff and we get a little more into um, Bella and Edward knowing each other and finding interest and in their first kiss getting- and getting intimate, intimate and <laughs> hand-holding and cheek touching you know Cheat all, this, all, this, Ooh, all the all the all the sexy hot. stuff
1: uh
2: but uh, to end off uh this episode we're going to we're gonna take a little quiz to find out which twilight character what what did i just say which <laughs> we're gonna take a little quiz to find out which
0: twilight character we are
1: from buzzfeed.com
0: yes thank you buzzfeed buzzfeed always has the best quizzes i can find out the first letter of my soulmate's name just by picking out my cake (laughs) hey (laughs) all
2: right so the first question we have is what is your stance on love uh
0: i like these like i don't know
1: mine said love love
0: you love love
1: yes love love you know
0: what i love love too uh next one is um wait wait i haven't answered yet sorry go ahead i think i'm more of a
2: secretly i love it because i don't like to be too forward
0: yeah that's apparent
2: (laughs) okay next
0: all right uh what about blood what do we think about blood guys (laughs) i like the last one it says "Ooh, like blood blood
1: (laughs) that's the one i put i can't do it it makes me nauseous i'm gonna do it doesn't bother me
0: yeah it doesn't bother me either people call you
1: i said a homebody i'm proud of it um let's
0: i'll say i'm i think that i'm helpful I'm gonna say passionate. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what's your favorite kind of meat? Uh, easy for me. I don't eat meat. <laughs> um, I think I like pork the best.
1: I said beef.
2: If you could have one superpower, what would it be? All right. I'm I, I, all all of the options. Of magic shield, reading minds, manipulating emotions, turning into animal. I want it all. That's me. Sorry. I,
1: I can't. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's what I said, too. Yeah, I
0: want it all as well.
1: I can't pick. And if you're a vampire, you don't know what your power's going to be, so it seems like you just need to cast a wide net.
0: Yeah, who wouldn't <laughs> say that? I'll Just just give me whatever. Give them, give them all to me. I don't care. Alright, which one is the coolest instrument? Guitar. Yeah, I like the guitar a lot.
2: If we're going to go with the coolest... The banjos for you, right? No, I'm debating between the guitar and drums. I think drummers are probably cooler than... Guitar players... I've dated too many guitar players, and they're not cool enough, so I'm going to (laughs) go drums. (laughs) Okay, what's your favorite favorite body part? Oh... I have to have a guy that has good hands because I don't know what it is. I've I've tried to date a few guys that have like really tiny or really extremely dainty hands, and I can't <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Even if they were cute and dainty, I got a great personality, dainty
0: hand men.
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna. I I didn't know it was my thing, but I think hands is my thing. I said eyes.
0: Oh, eyes. Eyes are great. Let's be all honest, we really like looking at abs, but abs are not comfortable, okay? No, they're not. I want to look at it, and I want to touch it. I don't want to lay on it, all right? I think I'm going to okay. do, mm, it's between eyes and smile. I think eyes. All right, where would you spend your dream honeymoon? Italy. Mm, Italy. I want to eat my way in food. Guys, Hawaii is incredible for relaxing. I'm
2: going Hawaii. I loved Hawaii. I want to go back so bad. All right. Go, Lauren. All right. Finally. Here we go. Last bit. Finally. What is your opinion on vampires? I want to be one. They're not at all demonic. Monsters. Gross. Burdens. Powerful. More friends. Yay.
0: Like, hot ones. Wait, (laughs) what? Uh, These are all (laughs) terrible. Um... I want to be one, to be honest. I think it's cool. I can live forever. I can go wherever I want. You know? I don't have to eat people if I don't want to. I'm going
1: to be honest. I I tuned out when you were reading those answers. (laughs) But I've already taken the quiz. I don't remember. I'm sorry.
2: Don't worry about it. I'm going to say, wait, what? Because I
0: don't want to be a vampire. I don't like like who I got, first off. (laughs)
2: Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's do the reveal. Y'all do... Brandy, you start. Who is yours?
1: I am Victoria. It says, yeah, no one better cross you, mess with you, and it's a death sentence. (laughs) (laughs) You're not one to play games and are willing to do whatever it takes (laughs) to reach your goal. I got
0: Victoria, too.
1: So did I! Oh, my God. This quiz is rigged. There's no way. Wait, we all got Victoria? (laughs)
0: Victoria, do <laughs> Dude. I think this is. And we
1: all answered different. We did.
0: BuzzFeed, you did us dirty. Got us. Okay, my theory on BuzzFeed quizzes is that, like, you pick, like, the first one that you pick, I think, decides, like, what you're getting. And <laughs> all the other ones just doesn't matter what you pick because you've already picked the oh first one. So that's your destiny. Here's the problem, guys. Who the hell is Victoria?
1: You can't (laughs) tell her. Don't tell her. You're going to find out. No, I
0: can't tell you. You'll find out. (laughs) Who the hell is Victoria?
1: She might
0: might be talked about for five seconds, but you'll find out who she is. (laughs) Okay, so she is mentioned in this book. Yes, you will find out who Victoria is in this book. Oh, my God.
1: I feel like very soon. Ooh, I feel ooh. like this
2: deserves this deserves a redo for episode three. We need to find a different quiz because there's no way that we're all the same. Yeah,
0: characters. no. I'll look for one.
2: That's so funny.
0: It's a scam, that's what it is. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, guys.
2: Well, I um y'all wanna y'all haven't read, right? Y'all haven't read past chapter twenty. No. It's gonna be over. How's it gonna end? (laughs) I don't Obviously it has to end fine because there's freaking four
0: more (laughs) books. So I guess it's gonna
2: be okay.
0: How do you think she would go on if she just like killed Bella at the end of the first book?
1: (laughs) I mean, Edward would still be talking. (laughs) He would!
0: (laughs) Edward talking for four more books. Oh my god! About how
1: he lost her and it's all his fault.
0: <laughs> how he feels about it on multiple levels. I shouldn't have shown her my glittery body. That's what sent her over the edge. <laughs> oh god, I can't stand him. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree, Brianna, with what you said. Like in the last episode, like if they, if she would have put this book out first, I, I wouldn't have been interested. I'd have been done. I would have read what I've read and I probably wouldn't even finished it. It's just, we need it's... to see
1: him through Bella's eyes because portrayed through his own eyes. He's awful. Yes. And if he doesn't like himself, why do we?
2: He's terrible. Yeah. Oh, no, it's bad. Oh, highlight out of the t- other two. Besides the other two things that made me laugh, choke, cry. That I already told y'all. The other highlight of this portion before we sign off is that we got the title.
0: Yes, we did. Oh, we got yeah. the title. Yeah.
2: It's Twilight. The time that vampires come out to play. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's my best that's my favorite part in every movie or any book when I get the title.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: so Chapter 13, another complication. Twilight, the time when vampires come out to play.
1: It only took five books for her to explain that.
2: Good God.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, there's the moral of this <laughs> this whole series for you. It takes forever.
0: It does. It takes forever.
2: All right, guys. We're uh,
1: signing off for this episode. Hang on, hang on. If you want to keep talking to us, you can follow us on Twitter at what is it
2: (laughs) (laughs) at expedition underscore pod or on Instagram at
0: expedition pod
1: or write us a Gmail. Let us know what's up and follow
0: us.
2: Thank you for joining us on the uh, episode two of expedition twilight edition.
0: We'll see you next time for the last 10 chapters. Ooh. wonder if anything exciting will happen or if it's the same thing over and over again. It's still a journey, y'all. Perfect,
2: yes. (laughs) Woo!
0: You're cute.
1: It's my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. this world has ever seen. just it
2: comes The
1: existence of this.
2: Music for the Expedition podcast is The Smallest Yeti by Simon Mathewson.